Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes of public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I'm your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, Ken Bader, and this is a special episode, an episode on my recent attendance at the SHOT Show uh, just last week in Las Vegas. What an awesome conference. It was the first time that I'd ever been there. Uh, It was a privilege to be invited by my friends at Talos Ridge to be in their booth to be able to interview some really amazing entrepreneurs and supporters of law enforcement uh, at this particular event. Um, Just to name a few uh, representatives from Highcom Armor, Cytron, uh, Clothing and Armor, uh, or CIA for short, very clever, uh, Zendera, uh, and of course the Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming, Uh, and as Especially Kyle Weatherman, many of you know him from his NASCAR uh, races, uh, but he, he's such an adamant supporter of police officers and first responders. You know, he's driven the back the blue car. Uh, what amazing interviews and connections that I was able to make. Uh, if I can make it next year, I'm definitely going to go. Before I get into all of these interviews and give you some snippets from that, um, two things. One, uh, I want to point out the, the great tagline or brand principle for the SHOT Show event this year, uh, which I thought was right on point in general. Um, not only for their event, but what we're going to accomplish in the POC way in 2022, which is welcome. We're all in for returning back to business. And, and that's what the POC way and I'm personally aligned with. I'm all in about returning back to business, returning back to live events and getting people together. You know, there were thousands upon thousands of people at the SHOT Show. We wore masks. We, we wiped our hands <laughs> with hand sanitizer. It seemed like every couple of minutes uh, we social distanced when we had to and so forth. But frankly, you know, it was safe, in my opinion. Uh, and we were able to get back to true collaboration and networking, uh, the type of networking that, that somewhat can be done via Zoom but can really be done at a different level, at a much higher level, right in person to be able to shake a hand and look somebody in the eye, go out to lunch with them, have breakfast with them, and be able to make that connection and truly engage about talking about partnering and collaborating. What a a wonderful experience. And I plan on bringing something similar to the Public Safety Business Summit and all of our events in 2022 and beyond that are brought to you by the POCUA. 
Second, uh, before I get to all these great folks that I was able to speak to on recording during the SHOT Show, um, let's hear from Sarah Hall, the CEO and founder of Talus Ridge, who you may remember from uh, one of our past episodes in season three uh, and the great things that they're doing with that company to, to keep first responders cool. Uh, and that might seem like a small thing, but, you know, these these guys and gals with all of that equipment, um, that takes a toll on them. And, and to keep them cool to be able to do their job and do their job properly is, is extremely important. And Sarah Hall and her team are doing an awesome job. Really appreciate it again that they invited me to their booth. But the first, very first interview that I had to do from SHOT Show was, of course, with Sarah Hall from her booth. Here she is. Welcome from the SHOT Show. I am here with the great Sarah Hall, CEO and founder of Talus Ridge, who won, I had the distinct privilege to have on my show um, probably just a few weeks ago uh, from the SHOT Show. Uh, and she was nice enough to invite me to do the podcast, Public Safety Talk Radio, right here from the SHOT Show. So obviously the first person I need to interview is Sarah Hall. Sarah, how you doing? I'm doing great, kid. How are you doing? I am doing awesome. You know, I, I so appreciate you inviting me here. Uh, I've only been here, I think, for a little more than 24 hours, and, and I've made a ton of connections, so I, I can only imagine, you know, what this is doing for you. Yeah, the experience has been absolutely fabulous for us. We've talked to several, several body armor companies who are interested in our product and some government officials who are also interested, so that really is awesome. That is awesome. And the other thing that's awesome is I'm going to have to learn how to do this mic thing because it's been, I, you, you know, believe it or not, I did this once before and I had it down, so I'll have to relearn it. That's why we do these first. Yes, yes that's right. So, so getting back to an important question, if there's a number one thing that you want to get out of the SHOT Show for Talus Ridge, what is it, and, and have you already gotten it? I think we've already gotten it. We are getting the attention that we need um, with the product, which is exactly why we're here. And people understand why we're here and that we're here to help make the user be more comfortable underneath the ballistic gear. So I think we're already successful and we're not even finished with the first day. Yeah, for for the record, this is like the second day, or you know, this well, this is the first full day that that I should say. So, what what has been the response on the Talus flow system, if I've gotten that correctly, so far in the last day, day and a half? So, with the Talus airflow system, it's been really cool to see folks walk by and they see it and they immediately understand oh, this goes underneath my ballistic gear, this is going to help, and then they are reeled right in to talking about the product. It's exactly what we needed to be here for. So we're really excited to be coming to the market in March of this year. That's that's awesome. So I'm, I'm assuming, like most people, 
that come to these types of shows, you, the hamster on the wheel is already thinking not only about what to do over the next year, but what you want to do for the next shot show. Have you thought of that? And can you give us... Can, <laughs> the, the laugh tells me that maybe that hasn't happened, but... <laughs> but, yeah, is there is there this little inkling on the hamster wheel that says, you know what, next shot show, we're going to do X. I think next shot show will have more than one product here. And if the patents hold true as they have already, we will have a variety of products available for the next shot show, including one for canine and some um, concealed um some concealed wear for women. Maybe I'll make it. I'll make that statement. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I I'm not gonna be a purchaser of the concealed wear for women. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested in in the canine product. Yeah, that that should be exciting. I'm seeing a lot of good canine stuff to use. A very technical MBA entrepreneurial world uh, word, I should say. But uh, but there's a lot of interesting things here for canines. So so yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. Can you give us a sneak peek on the canine thing? Yes, I can. <laughs> so the canine version will actually be able to um, hold cooling packs. So we can keep the canine cool the entire time they're on the run or they're on the search and not be restricted to just after the run is done. Because by the time that they are finished with a the run, they're already too hot. And if you don't catch it in time, you can lose the canine really quickly. So we want to avoid that at all costs. And keeping them cool from the very beginning will allow them to be able to run longer and more efficiently. Awesome. Awesome. Does, will, will it have any protective capabilities in terms of uh, bullets or knives or anything like that? Just the cooling system? It's just going to be a cooling system, just like the Talus Airflow system is for a human. We don't have any ballistic gear on ours. It just supports the ballistic gear, and it's going to do the same thing for the canine. Got it, got it. Well, damn it, dogs deserve to be cool, too. Yes, they do. <laughs> Any last words before we let you get back to your booth and do some real work? Ken, I'm so glad you were able to be here. This is such a, an honor and a blessing to be able to meet you, and I'm stoked that you are doing so well. And I, I'm just excited for all the good things that are coming your way. My, it's it's my pleasure. Uh, I love you, my friend, and and thank thank you so much for having me here. We're having a blast, and it's just started. So really looking forward to the next couple days. That sounds great. Thanks, Ken. Sarah Hall is obviously a a great entrepreneur and an awesome supporter for uh, all first responders and public safety professionals out there. Uh, they're doing amazing things. Uh, obviously, that was our first interview at the SHOT Show. Uh, we needed to kind of get our mics <laughs> set up properly, so apologize for a little bit of the issue, especially with my big mouth. Uh, found that uh, that the close mic worked great for my guests, but uh, I obviously need to tone it down with the uh, with the feedback and so forth. I think we got it right on the next day, uh, even though that was kind of a trial run with Sarah 
at the booth. I wanted to share that with you because uh, I, I can't say enough good things about Talus Ridge. Uh, but our first interview of the second day, the day that we did uh, about a half a dozen interviews from the Talus Ridge booth, uh, was the great Kyle Weatherman. And I say great because I personally appreciate his support uh, of law enforcement. He talks a little bit about that in the interview that I had with him. And for a little bit of a bonus, wasn't expecting this. Uh, definitely stay tuned after Kyle's interview because we were able to talk to Kyle's girlfriend, Meg Brooks, just a little bit to get a, you know, a little bit of insight um, from uh, his probably favorite person in the world. And, and Meg was awesome. Awesome. Uh, what a great person and uh, was a lot of fun to talk to. So here's Kyle, followed quickly by Meg. Well, good morning from the SHOT Show. And here I am with my very first interview of the day. And it couldn't be, couldn't be better. I have the great Kyle Weatherman from NASCAR here. Many of you know him from the Back the Blue car, which you know is really, really big in my heart. Kyle, welcome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. This is, uh, this is incredible, the SHOT Show. This is my first time here. Uh, absolutely incredible. Exactly, uh, exactly kind of what I expected and really glad to be in your guys' booth. That's, that's awesome. And we're from the Talus Ridge booth here today recording Public Safety Talk Radio, and we're so glad Kyle is with us. What has kind of, is, is anything blown you away here? Has anything surprised you at the SHOT Show? What, what was your first impression when you walked in here? Incredible. Five stories of, of amazingness, you know, honestly. And, and um, you know, definitely going to have to walk around here in a little bit and kind of see some other booths and stuff of like that. But, no, just uh, excited to be here with Tyler Ridge and, and uh, incredible incredible product and, and glad to be here with these guys. Awesome. What what turned you on to Talus Ridge? Was it what they're doing for first responders? Um, is it the product, all of the above, or you know, just Sarah's great smile? What was it that brought you to Talus Ridge? Is there all uh, all the above question? Is that is that an answer? But no, just <laughs> honestly, just uh, what she does for for the the cops and and first responders, right? I mean, she cares about uh, their comfort, their uh, their quality of of product that that her line has. And uh, it's just something that that's really genuine and, and cares about each individual, you know. So, um, and then yes, her smile is absolutely amazing. So she's just an amazing heart, amazing person, and uh, that's why I try to surround myself with. As she's sitting here taking video and pictures with that huge smile on her face. <laughs> but uh, to get into serious mode for a second, which is something I really don't like to do too often, uh, but to get into serious mode in a world where I'll just simply say uh, a lot of athletes, uh, a lot of entertainers, a lot of, of sports stars you know, aren't just simply as supportive of our first responders that, that I would like. Um, you're not only supportive, you're all out there um, with the back the blue card and a number of, number of other things I can go into. But speak to your passion for law enforcement and first responders and, and how that came about. Uh, well, first of all, it's in, it's in my blood, right? It's in my family line, you know, so that's, that's already in my heart, right? Uh, but then secondly, um, you know, what they do for, for our country, our state, you know, and, and everything around us is is very important right and and without the uh, first responders first responders and each individual that that puts their life on the line um, you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be in the situations that we're in right so uh, just just super thankful for them and, and I'm not scared to show that 
Yeah. No, we. I personally appreciate it. Uh, I know a lot of other people appreciate it. Um, so you come from a long family line of detectives and law enforcement. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I've got I've got an uncle that's a police officer. I've got an uncle that's a firefighter. Um, and then generations before that as well, you know, and it's just it's just close to my heart. And uh, even if I didn't have you know first responders in my family line, I still think it'd be something that'd be close to my heart. You know, I mean, um, you know, when there's an emergency or, or something that's going on in our life that we feel like we need help from others, that's the first person we call, right? You know, and um, you know, without those, without the first responders and, and people that put their life on the line, uh, it would be a totally different, totally different world. Yeah, you, you, you definitely have that right. I, I personally don't have any first responders in my family, uh, but that doesn't keep me from appreciating them or honoring them nonetheless. So anything coming up for you, Kyle, with the back the blue car or you, we got to see you in a whole, you know, one piece blue outfit, you know, what's coming up for you in your career? Um, I, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we got the beautiful blue Talus Ridge car here shortly. But we'll see when that comes about. And and uh, no, just just excited to be here. Honestly, uh, you know we've got we've got a lot of good stuff going on in the NASCAR community. And uh, and hopefully we can spread the awareness of what we're trying to do in that community as well. That's awesome. I, I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, really appreciate you being with us here at the SHOT Show. Uh, I, I hope you have a great time. And any parting words before we let you go and, and enjoy the whole conference and convention? I'm ready for it. I, like I said, I appreciate you having me here. And uh, once again, I want to thank every first responder that's listening to this. Uh, really, really thankful for what you guys do. And uh, hopefully can meet you guys at some point and, uh, and, and here soon. Love what you're doing, Kyle. Thank you so much. My next interview is the most important interview because it's with Meg Brooks. And that might not seem important, but what is important is this is Kyle Weatherman's girlfriend, Meg. Hi, Welcome. thank you for having me. <laughs> so how are you enjoying the SHOT Show so far? I, I told Kyle, I was like, there is so much testosterone in this building, and I love it. It's awesome. I feel so safe. <laughs> yeah, you know, even even for us guys, I was thinking, you know, you know, I've got, you know, usually kind of a little weapon that I bring with me, you know, and I'm like, I, I left it in the room. I'm like, all right, if I need it here, then there's a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did. I was walking in, and I'm like, you know, it's so crowded, but I'm like, everybody here is just jacked and I know they're just ready to go and I'm like I feel so safe this is great this is awesome <laughs> so so what's your favorite part of the shot show so far I think just the community being around everybody everybody here is just supportive of everybody you know what I mean um, it's my first time being here um, everybody here is so nice and they're so I've learned so much just from being here for literally a few minutes nice. with Talis Ridge is who we're here with and I just got a whole lesson on their whole business, and it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it is awesome, but you know, now getting into serious mode, what can you share about Kyle Weatherman that nobody knows out there? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, that he's a softie. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> he is. He's... He he's a guy's guy, but he's a softy at heart. <laughs> nice, nice. Does does he does he like his coffee with like a caramel macchiato and a little whipped cream in it? There's a reason he's always trying to taste mine. There's a reason that mine gets emptier faster than his. <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Got it. Well, we'll we'll let you off the hook. Thank you so much for joining us for a little bit. You know, take care, Kyle, and we really appreciate you being here. Right. Thank you so much.
weren't Kyle and Meg great? Uh, I had a chance to talk to them before and after those interviews. And simply put, they're just great people. Um, people that you'd want to have a cup of coffee with, uh, maybe with some whipped cream or without, who knows, uh, or a beer and, and just sit down and, and have a discussion. Really down to earth people got to learn a little bit about uh, Meg's, uh, actually her mom's podcast and a number of other things, and as well as a lot of great things that, that Kyle is working on with, with Talis Ridge, you know, really great people. Uh, I want to end this particular episode and we'll end with some other great people, um, the Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming. But first, let's have a quick commercial on the POCUA's Public Safety Business Summit, which is coming up in March. Coming this March 27th through the 29th, 2022 in Savannah, Georgia, is the first Public Safety Business Summit, a program specifically created for organizations that serve first responders. What you will experience is a high level of networking and collaboration among like-minded leaders who are in the business of serving first responders. What you won't get are a series of boring lectures with no interactivity, ridiculous golf outings that are only appealing to a few attendees, or a couple of retreaded subjects that you can hear at any credit union league event that are just thrown into the curriculum. We offer an engaging agenda where attendees even help to determine the content during the actual conference based on their unique needs. If you run a business, a credit union, or a nonprofit that specifically serves first responders, then the Public Safety Business Summit is for you. For more information, go to www.policecreditunions.com or call 331 300 9889. We hope to see you in Savannah on March 27th, 28th, and 29th of 2022. All right, we are recording here from the SHOT Show, and I've got two great gentlemen here from the Veterans Help Fund or Foundation. Foundation. Veterans Help Foundation. I knew I would get it right the second or third time. Um, I'm not a little midget, it's just that these guys are really tall, and I'm not. These chairs are all the same size. Uh, for those that are only listening to the audio, you'll have to go to the video to, to get that joke. But I have Chad and Steven. Chad is the president of the Veterans Health Foundation, and Steven is the executive vice president. So it's early, but I'm still getting this uh, for Veterans Health Foundation. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Let's let's start with the obvious. Um, what does Veterans Help Foundation do for our great veterans out there? Okay. Well, first off, uh, we're Veterans Found, uh, Help Foundation uh, of Wyoming. We're going to okay. go ahead and throw that on there. The reason we like that designator is we are located in Wyoming, only in Wyoming, and we. Uh, we take care of vets through outdoor adventures, whether that's hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, um, long walks on the beach that we don't have, you know, those sort of things. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, basically, it's all about getting veterans back out into the outdoors and giving them an opportunity to reintegrate into society, have a way to release a lot of tension that builds up, um, whether it's during wartime or post-war. Um, and we, we work with all veterans. 
there are some some kickers to that and what i mean by that is if uh if a veteran wants to go hunting with us and they do not have their own tag we have ways to obtain hunting permits or hunting tags for both resident and non-residents um the requirement for that is a 50 percent or more disability rating which is not unheard of anymore at least so with that 50 percent we can take a tag that's been donated to our game and fish or to us directly and put a a veteran on that tag so and it's 100 percent free of charge so what we're after is bringing a veteran to wyoming or taking a veteran within wyoming and putting them on a once in a lifetime type of hunt we pay for their food, their lodging, their transportation. Uh, the animal, once it is harvested, we take care of all of the processing. Um, we have a mentor guide that will go out with each vet. Most of the guides and all of the operations personnel within Veterans Health Foundation are veterans themselves. So no one understands a vet like a vet. So that, that's one yeah. of the big things there. So um, we're not a big organization. We don't ever want to be a big or- organization. We don't want to branch out past the state of Wyoming. Um, how, how we actually take care of vets that are in Wyoming that want to go other places is we work closely with other organizations. So we know Wyoming. We do Wyoming. If we have somebody on the East Coast, we have somebody on the West Coast, we have somebody South that wants to come to Wyoming to hunt, we can take care of them. So... That's pretty much what we are and what we do. So, Stephen, God, no, I, I, I love that, and I want to get to to Stephen. Um, so I am assuming that if a veteran in New York City, Miami, Florida, uh, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, if they want to come to Hawaii, Hawaii, yeah, of course they want to go to Hawaii. If they want to, if they want to go to the beautiful state of Wyoming, um, they can they can make it there, and, and you're going to make these these services available to them, right, Stephen? Yeah. So, like Chad was saying. Um, the biggest thing with our organization is the word help. You know, we're, we're, we're veterans ourselves dealing with our own PTSD and other issues. And as Chad said, veterans know veterans. Um, and, and so, you know, when that veteran comes to an event with us or an outdoor adventure, um, we're going to treat him like a brother or a sister. Um, and, and we're gonna we want them leaving with a smile on their face knowing that there's a rebuilt camaraderie and that somebody still has their six because those are the 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 camaraderie and and having somebody's six is probably the two biggest things that lead to veteran suicide and and domestic violence issues is they they get locked you know, they lock themselves in their homes. They they start trying to reintegrate into society. And I hate to say it, I've, I mean, Chad's been out for 20 years. I've been out for 11 years, and we're not in, reintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of us that, that don't. And so, you know, I can't, we can't say it enough. Veterans know veterans, and, and that's why we're trying to help. Yeah, uh, excellent point. I love what you guys are doing. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
Um, given that this is public safety talk radio, I know I'm not a veteran myself, but I know that a number of veterans get into law enforcement, firefighting. Uh, a lot of them just seem to naturally slide into those roles because they have the training and the wherewithal to do those jobs pretty quickly. You, do you see uh, a lot of first responders take advantage of your program? We do. Um, and I think that is just a natural migration for, um, you know, military yeah. to, to migrate to those, those jobs. You know, you have a team. You work with a team. You work with a brotherhood. Um, and we have quite a few that have retired out of the military or have left the military to go on to law enforcement and so on. And, and they do. They take advantage of it. And we're starting to see, I know there's a group that uh, has reached out and pinged us that it's four different guys that all served together in Afghanistan who now work for a police department and they all want to come out. And this is another one of those opportunities where they don't need help with guiding. They don't need help with any of those things. They just would like this to point them in a direction. You know, and, and if we can get them a tag, great. If not, they're going to draw their own and they're going to get out there and they're going to do it. And, and that's why we say help. We're not all just about getting somebody a tag and putting them on a hunt. Mm-hmm. If they need help with an area, if they need a little bit of assistance with where to go, we can do that as well. So luckily we're in a state that has a very low population and when you say 500,000 people you know that's that's the entire state so um, just for perspective I live in Long Beach California and we have 500,000 people exactly (laughs) so we we have a really close network uh, of of people outfitters guys landowners those sort of things that are very up forthcoming you know, to, to help us out. So we're there for whatever need a veteran needs or their family or their, or their uh, you know, their spouse, their, their children, and so on and so forth. Well, so. And, it, and it goes beyond that. You know, we've mentioned a lot with hunting. We do fishing, hiking, camping. I'll take you out for a cup of coffee if that's what you need. Plus those long walks on the beach, which you told me, Stephen, is your favorite part of the whole organization. I'm a sailor. I, I need that water. Um, you know, so then you need to come out to Long Beach. <laughs> I, I, had, I made too many trips to the California area. I'd rather... You know what? If you and I want to go fishing, I'd be more than happy to come to Long Beach. I, you know what? I take that as a huge compliment because that's probably one of the few reasons you'd come to California. Uh, but please continue. You were you were you were making a salient point, and I and I and I cut it off to make no, a joke. Okay. So go ahead. It's, it's fine. Um, one of the things that we're trying to do. So in the state of Wyoming, we're one of three states in the United States that houses all five species of the cutthroat trout family Hmm. and with Chad's extensive experience in the outdoor world he knows of an area where we can take some veterans and do a four or five day camping and fishing excursion and possibly achieve that cutthroat slam and what the Wyoming Game and Fish does for anybody who achieves this cutthroat slam, they present that person with a really nice gift uh, certificate. 
um, not a gift certificate, but just a cert certificate right. of completion. Maybe a gift certificate too for like a steak or something. <laughs> I wish they would. We, you know, we are Wyoming, and and there's a lot of cattle and yeah. a lot of beef that comes through our state or goes out of our state. But uh, but no. Um, so we, you know, another thing that that we're going to try to get implemented into our group is, you know, starting to have veterans working with their hands. Again. Uh, woodworking, yeah. you know, metalworking, you know, stuff like that where maybe once every six months we come together, we just do a, a small little group of us that, you know, if you need help framing, uh, you know, whatever, you know, we can try to get a team of us together and, and show you how to, how to do things, um, you know, maybe get some, you know, some equipment donated that we can turn around and and you know, issue out to that veteran to create a small, create a small business. Yeah, I love I love what you're saying there, and I've heard this from um, more than one professional like yourselves, whether they work with first responders and PTSD or veterans. That many times, like the woodworking you mentioned, uh, I knew somebody as well who uh, a, a police officer that had PTSD that actually found that working with glass, actually making stained glass, actually helped him to just kind of calm down and, and focus. Focus. So, so that's that's awesome. Um, I also think maybe we we should skip you coming to Long Beach, and I should come to Wyoming because I'm a steak eater, and I and I, I don't fish anyway or eat it. So, um, the last question I have for for you two gentlemen is, as you mentioned, you obviously see um, a ton of veterans. Um, and at least a portion of them are first responders, maybe retired, maybe active. Have you seen any um, any differences in the challenges of the veterans that have gone into some type of first responder profession, or is it pretty much the same across the board? Even a veteran that went into, say, private business or taught or something, have you have you seen any differences in that at all? Well, I mean, honestly, each veteran poses his own, yeah. you know, it, so, uh, and I wouldn't call it a challenge. Um, I was Army, I learned to adapt. So we are able to do that with a lot of our different guides. We, If we have a veteran coming in, and that's the thing, they get paired up. They get paired up with someone that has a similar interest or something along those lines, maybe even a similar combat experience. Mm -hmm. So we put them with those, and you can take a vet that has not been an open book to anyone, has not talked about anything, kind of within their own shell. You put them with another vet that has something similar, and I've seen it time and time again, even in my own personal experience, Within two hours, they're best friends. Yeah, it's like they've known each other their entire lives. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, you're you're either up on a mountain or in a pickup, and you're out just glassing stuff. And and sometimes uh, I've had conversations that became a little more uncomfortable than I would like. Uh, yeah. That's the subject matter. Uh, no, it not not combat related. So it it gets it gets it gets really interesting. And and I've never. I've never been on a veteran hunt that you come in shaking hands, but you leave for the hug. I yeah. mean, it's 
it, it's a pretty powerful thing. So yeah. it, it is powerful. Uh, I'm also not surprised because, as, as you said, you know, veterans understand other veterans, and you know, it's, it's only going to be a, a fellow brother or sister that's that's going to get it. Um, really appreciate what you do. Last question, actually. I said it was last question, last question, but this is the last question and the most important question. Um, if folks out there want to hear more about what you do, take advantage of any of the services that you have for veterans, how best can they find you? Well, one of the easiest ways... Uh pretty much everybody's on Facebook. So um, look us up on Facebook at Veterans uh, Help Foundation of Wyoming. On there, there is a link to a outdoor adventure uh, application. And what that is, it's an opportunity for a veteran to apply or someone else to apply for that veteran. And I'm all about surprises, don't get me wrong. (laughs) If you have a veteran that you want to nominate go on and apply just know that if you're not willing to let them know that this is happening when we get to the point of needing to assign a license there is a one piece of paper we have to have um and it's it's a va letter stating that that uh uh, disability rating that's again if they need a tag if it's outside of that don't worry about it we'll make it happen um there's a few other social media networking pieces that we use i'll let Stephen tell you those um, he is our c- social media guru I think I still have an active Facebook account I'm not sure um, we do work you know we do work through go wild as well that's a, that's another one that's out there for us um, Stephen so yeah Stephen are you are you still on myspace no <laughs> uh, but we are on LinkedIn. Um, and we're using that more from a business perspective than a personal perspective. Uh, reaching out to companies, trying to get them involved with us. Uh, and then we're, we are on Instagram as well. Um, and, you know, and we, we, between all the social media platforms that we're on, we put the same stories, same pictures, the same help requests throughout all of them. Um, you know, we're on PayPal, we're on Venmo, we're on, we're on, we're on, we're on. Yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just, you know, it costs money to help vets, you know, with these outdoor adventures. And, and so anybody who's willing to team team up with us, uh, is appreciative. Uh, we're not asking anybody for anything just to give us consideration sure Sure. well i have to throw this out there uh applied ballistics uh oh yeah you know they're they're a huge huge sponsor for us um they're the ones that got us here uh stag arms out of cheyenne wyoming yes wyoming um they uh they're a huge sponsor of us we're actually raffling off one of the rifles here at the show um norma precision also huge um that's who's hosting our raffle here and then the list goes on and on and on but they they are really involved in what needs to happen with our veterans and and it's truly appreciated and more than you're more than welcome to come out to wyoming and have a steak but we're also known for our seafood uh, so no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you you remind me of what what I take my beautiful wife to my hometown of Chicago, and she orders salmon. I'm like, 
Really? You? <laughs> with, with all the beef and the pizza, the Italian food, you got to order salmon? What a lake's right there. You don't want to eat anything out of that lake. But, but you know... To, I had to go swimming in that lake. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. You probably have more issues from swimming in Lake Michigan than anything else in your life. But, you know, guys, you know, I, I, I love what you're doing. Um, you, you, you mentioned... Doing what's needed for veterans, and, and you're doing it. So, folks out there, whether you're watching or listening to, to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio, check out Veterans Help Foundation of Wyoming. You'll find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, website is coming uh maybe even a tiktok uh but don't go to uh myspace but guys <laughs> thank you so much for thank talking you. to me a little bit today yep. love what you're doing i really love what these guys are doing at the veterans help foundation of wyoming Unfortunately, a lot of our first responders who had dealt with some things in the military are also dealing with some things on the job, um, as I'm speaking somewhat sophomorically on that. But uh, I know a lot of our great veterans uh, are serving as police officers, firefighters, and other public safety professionals. So I'm really pleased that services like um, this particular foundation is out there and available for all of these folks. So thank you for the great work that you're doing. Um, that will be it for this particular episode uh, on our experience in the SHOT Show. But we're not done uh, in my endeavor to keep these shows to within a half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh, we will end today, but it's not the end of our great interviews uh, from this uh, uh, just awesome conference and experience that I had. Uh, we will have uh, four, and I count them, four awesome <laughs> interviews uh, in our next episode. And we'll lead it off with a really intriguing entrepreneur um, that is taking care of a problem for women in law enforcement uh, and females that just simply have a need uh, or a desire to conceal and carry uh, and have a great purse and be able to get to their firearm quickly when needed. So more on that next week. But as always, thank you to all of you who have either watched or listened to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week, not just with one, but with multiple great guests that we were able to talk to at the SHOT Show. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.